is the Toddcast, a podcast that I, a guy named Todd, record while I drive to or from work, talking about a variety of things. There are no scripts, no show notes, just me chatting while I commute, so you can sit back and enjoy the ride. Hello and welcome to the Toddcast. Uh, in an effort to uh, class to join up a little bit, I have on the line with me uh, Lauren Hersey, uh, power professional and uh, author of strongfemaleboss.com. How's it going, Lauren? It's going great. It's it's morning here. I just did my morning routine, so I feel like it's going to be an awesome day. How's it going with you? It's it's going all right. It's it's oddly enough morning here also. Um, if if uh, you know grabbing heavily sugared coffee and a cigarette counts as a routine, I too have done my routine. <laughs> <laughs> a little different than the yoga and journaling, but I support your journey. <laughs> I yeah I, I, I yeah I, I imagine our routines are probably you know somewhat different, um, and that's that's probably a good thing for you. Uh, <laughs> yes, but one thing we do share in common, I think, is. Yes. ADHD, is that right? That is uh, that is uh, clinically correct, <laughs> as far as I'm aware. <laughs> um, so, yeah, and I can't remember I can't remember if I've talked about it on on the show before, but um, years ago, I was diagnosed as bipolar um, and was on meds for uh, you know several years. Uh, and when I came came back up north to Ohio. Uh, situation changed, didn't have the, the meds, sort of weaned myself off of them and lived for like a decade without any kind of therapy or meds or anything. And when things started to get a little tricky for me, I went back to the, uh, went back to the therapist and they, they diagnosed me with ADHD and said that it was very likely that I was not bipolar to begin with, but apparently some of the, uh, a lot of the symptoms, symptoms of the mania and of you know the manic depression or bipolarism looks a lot like ADHD and vice versa. Um, and did, did I ever tell you how it is that they diagnosed me? Why, why they came to the conclusion that it was ADHD? No. They were asking me about my diet, and I told them about my you know the way in which I drink my coffee, which is you know a cup of coffee with like three to four tablespoons of sugar in it, and they were horrified. And they're like, can you drink that all day? And I'm like, oh, no, I have one of those in the morning. And then I'm on a constant drip of Mountain Dew for the rest of the day. And they're like, dude, you are so self-medicating for ADHD. It's not funny. Um, so, yeah, that's that's actually sort of a recent – I guess it's not really a recent development if I think about it. Back when I was a kid, I was kind of a, a little, you know, hyper sort of spaz kind of kid. <laughs> um, but it's 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 been recently diagnosed for me. How, how how long have you how long have you known? Well, kind of funny story. Um, after I had Miles, my son who's now three, um, I just was having like all of this anxiety and depression. And they said when you have a baby mm-hmm. that you get some like baby brain where you just mm-hmm. can't focus and you know it's actually hard, really hard to get started. And so I went to my family doctor and I told her everything that I was dealing with. And um, she had said, she had recommended that I try this ADHD medicine. And I was like, well, whatever, I'll give it a shot. I never yeah. thought anything of it. And I started feeling better. And, and that was that. Well, I, um, 
I went, I started seeing a counselor in the fall. Mm. Like I just, everything had piled up for me. And um, I just felt like I was spinning. My wheels were spinning in place and I couldn't really move anything forward. So it was a really, really big step for me to call um, my counselor because the whole right. stigma, I think. Oh, and yeah. so, yeah, I meet with her for, you know, first meeting, maybe 15, 20 minutes. And she was like, oh, I see what kind of medicine you're on. Tell me about um, tell me about some of the ways that you you think and you feel like describe your personality. And so I described it to her and she was like, oh, yeah, you definitely have ADHD. And I was like, get out of town. I do not have ADHD. I am like, she's like, well, what do you think of when you think of somebody with ADHD? And I'm like, you know, that hyper little boy in like the back of the class, I can't sit still tapping his pencil. And that was just never me. And so she had explained to me that there were two types. There were ADHD and then there was just um, ADHD inattentive, which that lacked the um, hyperactivity. And so as we, we went through an assessment and this like massive light bulb went off and it pretty much explained my entire life. And so the last six months have been devoted to really like learning who I am as a person and like Mm -hmm. knowing everything that I can know about ADHD. (laughs) Fair enough. Well, you know, like, like, like GI Joe used to say, you know, knowing is half the battle. And, you know, it's so so if I'm hearing you right, it's it's, you know, recently, you know, relatively recently, you know, you you, you talk to somebody and, and kind of discovered all this. But if you look back at your life, you you do you feel like you you've been ADHD all this time and just weren't aware and therefore dealing with it? Or is this something that that sort of kicked in later in life for you? No, it's definitely, I've been this way my entire life, and I've always kind of felt like that round peg, like trying to fit into a square hole, and I just never knew why, and so, like, that drove me to being a little bit more like a perfectionist, like, trying to figure out why the heck am I not fitting into this hole, and, you know, now I just feel like I was never meant to fit in to that hole, (laughs) You know, like right, my hole right. is somewhere else, like, you know, and I, I'm okay with that now where before I just, I didn't know. So I just felt like, man, like, why, why do I struggle with relationships? Why do I struggle? Like just getting started and focusing, like, why will my mind never shut off? You know? Right. And, and so, I mean, it was very, very like enlightening for me to, to, you know, and Something else is I joined like Facebook groups and started doing like research and stuff. And what's been really cool is seeing that, you know, there's a bunch of these round pegs out there that are just like me, you know, and now I don't feel like I'm alone. Yeah. And that's, that's a, that's a beautiful thing. Um, you know, because yeah, me, me too. You know, I, it, I, I didn't get the diagnosis until recently, but you know, when I can, you know, take what, what the therapist said, you know, in terms of what the, what the symptoms are and what the, um, you know, the, the typical activities and, and thought patterns and stuff. And I think back and it's like, yeah, I've been, I've been this way the whole time and just didn't realize it. And it's, you know, it's, it's a, an oddly reassuring sort of an epiphany to have all those pieces suddenly fall into place. Like you suddenly have a context for it and, and 
and you're right. It's 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 awesome in that you you, you know to a certain degree you don't feel you know like a weirdo anymore. You're like, oh, this makes sense. There's a reason for this. I'm not you know I'm not broken. I just you know things are a little different for me, and it 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 really does you know kind of ease your mind some, and that's that's a beautiful thing. Um, and I guess real quick, I'm you know given the topic, I'm gonna I'm gonna hop on I'm gonna sidetrack us real quick. Yeah. And just, just, just let the listeners know, you know, Lauren is super smart and awesome, and you know I'm okay, but we're not doctors, so this is this, this is not actual medical advice. Um, True. <laughs> just, throw the, <laughs> just throw the disclaimer out there, uh, but I will say, you know, both of us have, you know, found ourselves in a better spot and gotten a lot of guidance from actual doctors, and, and you know, I encourage, quite frankly, everyone to go see a counselor counselor or a therapist and you know maybe maybe they won't diagnose you with anything but it's good to just have someone to talk to about stuff that isn't you know your spouse or your best friend or whatever sometimes it's good to just get in sort of an outside view on things um and especially with as crazy as the world is nowadays um, right. especially and I recently think, it's like, good to have somebody to chat with yeah right and i think for you and i our spouses share similar personality styles and um, I don't know about about Abby, but I find that Eric is very much a linear thinker. And what that means is Eric sees things A to B, B to C, and he can go right. in a straight line. And that's how his brain works. Where me, I see A to F to D to E to G. But eventually I get around to, right. to Z. Right. and talking to somebody that's not your spouse, especially one that's not dealing with the way that you are wired is very right. helpful. No, no. Agree. Absolutely. Yeah. I mean, I, I, you know, Eric and Abby are both great. I wouldn't, wouldn't besmirch them at all, but you know, everybody has different things and different ways that they do things. And there's, there's this, like you said, when people think or operate differently than you do, it's, you know, they, they're, they're trying their hardest and they're, they're doing their best to try and relate, but, you know, it's, it's much in the same way that, you know, I have a hard time thinking from A to B to C to D and have, you know, sometimes have a hard time relating, you know, to folks who are like that. It, it goes both ways and just helpful to have people, you know, who can kind of talk, talk on your level and, and you know, who are, are familiar with how that works and it can, you know, can really help a lot. So. I will stop. I will stop sidetracking now. But just wanted to wanted to throw that out there, and like I said, encourage everyone to you know, even if you even if you don't necessarily think you you know, quote capital letters need help, it's still good to have somebody to chat with. So, end sidetrack. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I totally agree with you. Just taking this sidetrack just a little longer is you sure. know one of one of my my things is I felt like when all of the pieces fell into place, you know, mm -hmm. that I was going to do my part to try to help end the stigma around seeing a counselor. And so it's not something that I, that I hide or that I'm ashamed of because I don't want anybody to feel that way that they're like, you know, I, I really could benefit from having a conversation with somebody, but like, Oh, other people are going to think that I'm I'm crazy, that there's something wrong with me, that I'm broken. That's absolutely not the case. And I think of it as as the opposite. 
It's that you are giving yourself the oxygen mask first and investing right. in yourself to try to be the best version of you. Oh yeah, abs- absolutely. Um, and you know, and I, I, you know, I can, I can attest to that because, you know, before, yeah, I mean, crap, this would have been uh, 15, 20 years ago when I first went to, you know, go see someone. And initially it was, oh man, I don't want to go see a shrink. I'm not crazy. Am I? Oh crap. What if I, you know, they, all that stuff <laughs> runs through your head until you finally go. So yeah, the first time, you know, I went, it wasn't, it wasn't like you see on, on the sitcoms, you know, you, there wasn't like a leather couch and somebody, you know, smoking a pipe and spectacles, you know, taking notes, whatever. It was just sitting in a room with somebody and talking. And I'm like, oh, this is not what I was expecting. And, you know, kind of in a good way. Because, you know, you, you, you see the stuff on TV and it's, you know, you're going in for analysis. There's somebody, you know, sitting there basically judging you is, is how it's conveyed. And that's not really how it is. It's, you know, two people talking. And, yeah, they're trying to understand you, but it's not to judge you. It's to understand what your situation is to help you. You know, and that that was good. And I think I think if more people knew just the, the basic scenario, that would help. Um, and, you know, before I started seeing anyone, you know, I'm just trying to navigate all this, you know, on my own. I got no playbook. I got no no clue. I'm just bumbling through life and not really set up for success. And kind of as a result, you know, there were plenty of times where I was kind of just a jerk just because the way my brain's wired, I didn't realize I was being a jerk, you know, and, you know, talking to somebody, it not only helped me understand my situation and be, be better, but that, you know, by extension also made it so, you know, I was better to other people. So it's, it's, it's kind of like you said, you know, diving in and, and working to make yourself a better person, you know, it helps you to understand your deal, but it also you know helps everybody around you and, yeah, I just, I just think I, I, I can't recommend enough for people to, you know, find a counselor, find a therapist, you know, whatever. Like I said, even if you, even if there's not something, you know, quote wrong, unquote with you, it's still helpful. Right. And like with me, I, you know, I set up the appointment and I went back and forth, you know, a half a dozen times uh, I'm going to cancel it. Like there are people in the world with way bigger issues than what I'm what I'm dealing with. And, you know, I'm wired as a a giver, you know, and I would never Mm -hmm. want to take an opportunity away from somebody else that really, you know, needed it. And so uh, it took me, you know, like not canceling it and actually going um, to even realize the, the value. And that's one of the things that I was telling my counselor the first time we, we met and I said, you know, I don't even know that I need to be here. Um, and I know that there are people that have way bigger, you know, mental health issues than what I'm dealing with. Um, and she, she explained it in a, in a really, really great way that made it make a lot more sense to me. So she said, you know, just think if you have a scratch on your eye. I know that makes some of us like cringe, like especially <laughs> yeah. me. I'm like, ah, so you have a, yeah. you have like a paper cut on your eye, right? So Ugh. to the outside world, yeah, I've, I've really grossed you out now. <laughs> uh, to the outside world, nobody can see that scratch, right? But you can see it, you can feel it, right? And so some people do have more severe, but that scratch on your eye is still bothering you. 
every single day. And so everybody's scratches are different, but you deserve to try to heal yourself. So I thought that that was a really great way to look at it. And I'm like, okay, like I'm, you know, I didn't feel guilty about taking someone else's opportunity away uh, anymore. Because, I mean, that's yeah. that's one of the side effects to me of, of ADHD is that I feel like a lot of guilt with stuff. Right, right. Yeah, no. And, uh, you know, you, 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 it's interesting that you say, you know, one of the things that, you know, you, you, that kind of held you back originally was, you know, well, I'm not, I'm not that bad. I don't, this, you know, this isn't, you know, this isn't severe, like you're not, you know, psychotic or, or, you know, something, you know, bad going into it. Uh, you know, in the, and here recently when I started going back to, to a therapist, like that was kind of my whole sort of plan going in. It was okay. Back in the day I was diagnosed as, you know, as bipolar and I've lived for like a decade without any meds or any, any therapy. And I'm doing generally pretty good. And it made me wonder, maybe I was misdiagnosed or whatever. I'm going to go, I'm going to go to see somebody and I'm going to talk to them and basically get them to verify, you know, to confirm what I'm thinking in that. No, Todd, really, you're okay. They, they, they jumped the gun back in the day. Uh, you know, and I sat down and talking to them and they're explaining, well, actually you, you're right and you're wrong. We, I, I think you may have been mis- misdiagnosed as far as the bipolar goes, but really what you have going on is this. And it was, it was eye-opening. It was, it was a thing where part of me was like, well, that's a bummer. I hate being wrong, but at the same time, this is good, useful, helpful information. And let's, let's see what we can do. You know, let's see what we can do with this new piece of information moving forward. Um, so so with that new information, like you said, you know, one of the things I find with ADHD is that, you know, I'm, I'm owning it and I'm wearing it proudly mm-hmm. because mm-hmm. I think that you get some pretty amazing superpowers, um, you know, as a part of, of that diagnosis. Like mm-hmm. w- one of the ones that I have is that like I can get hyper hyper focused into something. It may take mm-hmm. me a while to get started, but when I'm in, like I'm a hundred percent in. Um, and like I could like crush whatever it is that I'm passionate about. Now it takes a while to work up to that, but I think that that's probably my greatest superpower. Do you think that you know with your relatively new diagnosis that you have any superpowers from ADHD? It's, it's, it's hard to say because again, just e- even though I've been recently diagnosed this, you know, I am the way I am and have been, uh, I- I'm hesitant to say since birth, but you know, at least since, you know, early childhood, like pre going to school time, uh, you know, cause I'll, 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 I'll flip from one thing to another and, and, you know, it's, it's, you know, um, uh, and because I went for, you know, the better part of let's, let's just say 40 years without, you know, diagnosis or any sort of, you know, sort of definition around it. Um, I, 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 find, you know, I find in, in, in the, the therapist said, you know, you're, you're extremely high functioning <laughs> because, you know, just through life, I've learned to adapt and sort of overcome a lot of the obstacles, but I would say, you know, one of the things that, that it, it works out well for me personally, 
uh, and I don't know that this necessarily holds true for for you know everybody with ADHD is. Um, I think it contributes pretty heavily to my sort of creative pursuits um, because my brain can bounce around from idea to idea and and you know every time it bounces it grabs a little something extra and adds to it and it, it sort of flourishes and grows. I think it I think it really keys into um, help me to be creative when I'm when I'm writing or you know making something it, it helps in that regard. And then I'd say the other piece of it is is kind of what you said with the with the hyper focus because you know one one of one of my you know hobbies is you know painting painting miniatures which is you know little little dudes that are about an inch tall and, and painting them up to look you know as close to real life as I can which takes a lot of you know time and patience and focus which you would think somebody with ADHD would probably have a hard time with but when I'm in the zone. And I'm, you know, down the basement painting my minis with my music on. I, I will sit down and just, just paint super detailed stuff for hours on end because, you know, I, I click, I, you know, something in my brain clicks and I'm shifted into that, that sort of hyper-focused sort of mode. And, and I think that, that helps out too. Yeah. Like right now, like, so Eric is my husband, you know, it, it takes him a long time to get started with things like um, if he wants to do something, he's very methodical and like Mm -hmm. he thinks it out. And me, I just like, I jump right in. And so I said, um, it's been in the back of my mind for years that I wanted to, to start a blog because I do have that helpful spirit. And I feel like I've, you know, done a lot of, of the homework and, you know, I've learned these things that are really going to um, impact my life. And so I want to share that information with people. And finally, yeah. this this quarantine is given the opportunity. And so now I'm like, I'm all about this blog and I'm all about getting the content <laughs> out there and, and making it the best, you know, right, and, right. you know, trying to get followers and all of that fun stuff. You know, where Eric is more like slow down, like he doesn't get that same like <laughs> hyper. He's like, what are you doing? He's like, just write content that you like love and you feel good about and do it whenever you want. And I'm like, no, I have to be focused. I have to do this. I have to do this. I have to do this. And so there's just another example of, you know, like not everybody is wired the same the same way. And I, I have found that that's an outlet for me um, on the strongfemaleboss.com to like get all this stuff out of my head. It's kind of like a, a mind clear. Do you oh, get yeah. that when you are doing your, your miniatures or like what's your outlet to clear your mind? Um, I have several. <laughs> and, 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 and I can get into that. Let's, let's take a, let's take a quick, uh, let's take a quick break. And we can listen to to one of your family members read some ad copy for me. <laughs> and when we come, okay. when we come, and when we come back, I'll, I'll 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 rattle through some of those. Sound good? Sounds good. So, as far as you know, things that that kind of help me, you know, move forward and clear my head. Yeah, the the, the miniatures is a nice thing because um, you, you can sit there and you can paint and you can focus on the thing that you're doing. And, you know, 
like I said, I, I, I paint and I also listen to music and, you know, when no one's around and no one can hear me, or at least I don't think anyone can hear me, like I'll sing along and whatever. Uh, that's good because it, you know, while I'm doing that, I'm not thinking about work or the bills or anything else that stresses me. Like it, it it's a distraction that I enjoy and, you know, has a, a good end result, you know, and that, oh, cool. Look at all these, you know, awesome little, you know. I'm hesitant to say works of art, but you know, these, these you know, there's, there's, there's an output, um, you know, as opposed to, you know, I, I can get the same thing from just, you know, flopping down on the couch and watching, you know, a bunch of episodes of the clone wars. But, you know, at the end of that, what have I, what have I, you know, achieved or gotten nothing really. Whereas with the minis, I've got something to show for it. Right. Um, I, uh, I like to write, you know, I, I've been doing the, the, the NaNoWriMo National Novel Writing Month thing, and I've, I forget my last count, I haven't done it in a while, but, you know, I've written like 60,000 words of a novel that's still not done, um, and I enjoy it, and it, you know, again, sort of taps into that creativity, and, you know, if I'm writing a story about, you know, a young, young wizard, I'm not thinking about, you know, that report that's due to my boss next Tuesday or whatever, <laughs> you know, and that's, that's helpful, um, you know, um, but, but you're right. You know, we, we kind of operate differently than, than our counterparts. You, you, know, you, you, you said, you know, with, with you, you know, working on your blog and being focused and Eric's, you know, just <laughs> Eric's looking at you, just say, just, just write something. Don't, don't stress it too much. And you're like, no, I, I need to make sure this is right. Uh, you know, and, and neither of these necessarily wrong. Um, but like whenever I write something, you know, I, I take time out to put something on, you know, one of my blogs or whatever, you know, I, I write it and then I, you know, proofread it and revise it and whatever. Eric's like, I write it, I run it through a quick spell check and then I post that thing. And I'm like, oh, that's cool. You know, right. And he's like, oh, you wrote one blog. I wrote 35 in the last week. And I'm like, awesome, Eric. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I mean, and, and, you know, to me, it's just, you know, it, it's, it's, it's a matter of just remembering, you know, it's, it's not actually a competition. You know, um, it, you know, we're we're all doing our own thing our own way, and as long as it's you know making us happy, then hooray! You know, it's not you know so. Right. Hey, I want to. Yeah. I have a question for you. Mm -hmm. So, do you feel like you have a hard time like focusing or like getting started? So, like, if you start your day and you have three things that you want to get accomplished. Do you jump right in and accomplish those three things and get it off your list? Or do you have trouble like working up to that? It, 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 it depends. And that's not really a good answer. So I'll, I'll expand on that. Explain a little bit. Um, if it's something that I'm interested in and excited for, I, I, I do a pretty good job of, okay, I have this, thing i'm gonna do this thing and i and i and i can dive dive into it um you know for example you know we're, we're recording this on a saturday morning we, we started like eight um you know normally saturday mornings at this time it's like i'm gonna get up i'm gonna get some coffee i'm gonna laze around for a little bit you know whatever but you know this morning i knew hey i'm gonna i'm gonna podcast with lauren and i was you know stoked and popped up and got got through my routine you know whatever. And I was, I was excited to get started. Like I, we're going to, we're going to do this. Uh, you know, if it's, if it's, you know, a random Tuesday, 
and I wake up and I look at my, my count, cal- my work calendar and I'm like, okay, I got these meetings and that meeting and I've got to do this thing, whatever. I mean, it's stuff I need to do. It's not stuff that I necessarily hate, but I'm not exactly, oh man, I can't wait to have that, you know, team meeting. Uh, you know, it, it takes a little longer, a little harder to get into gear for those things. Um, so it's a little column A, a little column B, I guess. Yeah, like for me, when I have to do something, like, so I have this, like, massive running list of all the things that I want to do in my life, but I typically default to the things that take the least amount of time or that I get enjoyment (laughs) out of, Right. and the other stuff just kind of, like, lingers on there until I just say, you know, I just chalk it up as a loss and say, well, I wasn't, wasn't meant to do that, and, you know, I found that that is actually a part of, of, you know, ADHD, and um, one of the things that has been on my list, well, a couple forever, was starting the blog, and I've been able to do that. But it's just been on the back of my mind that I need to come up with some kind of morning routine. And we talked about it before we got on the podcast a little bit, and um, like a better way to start my day. Because what had happened is I like to sleep. I, I like to, to lay around. I like to wake <laughs> up on my own terms. I hit right. snooze for like an hour before I actually get out of bed. Like yeah. that is just my life. And I've always been that, that way. You and me both. Yes. Yeah. If I need, if I need to be up by seven thirty, the alarm is actually set for like, you know, six forty-five because I'm snoozing like crazy. And I got to think it drives Abby crazy, but. Oh, I know. Eric pops yeah. right out of, out of bed. And so, um, I was like, well, we're on quarantine. I'm going to figure this out. And you and I have talked a little bit about uh, Focus Me in the past. And I had actually found it on one of my um, ADHD, um, like, groups that I'm on on, on, um, Facebook. And basically what Focus Me is, um, is a website where you're assigned, like, a, a buddy, I guess. And you essentially Skype or you're video chatting or whatever. And the whole premise is to hop on at a time. Um, you're partnered with somebody. You get on. You state what you're trying to do in your 50-minute session. You do it. That person is there watching you while you're doing it. And at the end, you tell them what you got accomplished. So I know it sounds like kind of crazy that um, I'm okay with a person like watching me. Um, doing my like work project but in the community it's very very like normal that's what everybody does Um, okay so I started doing it with work projects first because the same thing is my personal like to-do list my work lists are the same I knock out all the things that are easy that I like first and then I wait to the very very last second (laughs) to do the biggest project and you know that I'm stressing myself out but I always get it done um, so I started using it for that, and I'm like, wow, this is this is really stellar. Um, maybe I can use this to get my butt out of bed. Um, and so after all the, the reading and all the studies and moving your phone, like, and getting out of bed, I just, I couldn't do it. So I started, it's probably been about three weeks um, now of using Focusmate to do my morning routine. And there is a a totally different sense even going to bed um knowing that you need to wake up and someone is depending on you to be there versus just hitting snooze endlessly and getting up whenever 
like you you have to and then jumping right into life and so I found like there are things I can't do on my own like that are just too hard or too big that this has been a way to like really tackle those items on your to-do list like I've done yoga every single every single day for three weeks because I know someone is waiting for me like, what would you do if you, like, it's on your to-do list, but you just, you haven't had the time, or it always gets pushed down? Uh, I mean, that's, I mean, that, that, that is very real uh, for me. Like, I can definitely relate, relate to that, because, you know, I'm, I'm like you, you know, the, the, the quick, easy, interesting things, let's, let's hammer those out. The, the bigger, scarier, or less fun things get pushed out, pushed out, and, you know, what I've found is, you know, in the moment, it seems like a good idea to push those things out, but you know, then you still have that thing looming over you, and it, it probably ends up, you know, in the end, in the end, you know, calculation, it adds more stress to do that than it would be just to make the things happen. Um, and so, you know, I, so I'm, I'm, because I, I'm, I've not, I've not, you know, done the focus bait thing. What I'm getting from that is that it, it. Really, what it kind of adds is sort of some accountability. It kind of, kind of makes you accountable to someone to keep you from pushing things off or or not doing a thing. Is that is that is that accurate? Would you would you agree that that's that's one of the the key things that that brings to the table? That is the key thing is the okay. accountability to do what you said you're going to do. And like when you get into the, the initial chat, there's like a chat bar and you actually type in there what it is you're going to do in the 50 minutes so that when you come back, the person's going to say, did you do that report? Did you do your yoga? Like, how did it go? Nice. No, I, and I can, I can definitely see how that would be, that would be valuable. Like, cause you know, there, there are things that I've, you know, I guess one of the, one of the blessings and the curses of, you know, the, this situation, you know, with ADHD, like I said, you, you have the, you have the ability to kind of have a million ideas and a, a, a whole bunch of different things you want to do. But by that same token, you know, I, I bounce from thing to thing and have a hard time, you know, starting a thing or focusing on a thing and actually bringing it to fruition. Um, you know, and, you know, one of the things that's been, you know, I had the idea, hey, I'll, I'll, I'll start a, you know, a D&D podcast thing and, and have a website. I have all these great ideas to, you know, make this thing happen that I think, you know, I'll enjoy and I think other people will enjoy. But it just seems like a monumental task. And, you know, and so I, I kept putting things off. And, you know, Abby was helping me with graphics for the website. And Eric was helping me with the website. And it's just, yeah, there's no actual, you know, I haven't actually sat down to record anything. And, you know, having the two of them kind of not, not, I mean, kind of hold me accountable, but like not in the, come on, Todd, get on it, you know, but just general encouragement, you know, was helpful, you know, in that regard. And, you know, I can definitely see where having somebody kind of hold hold you, hold you to task and, you know, kind of be like, hey, you said you're going to do this thing. Where are you with that? How are you doing on that? What is that happening? And, you know, I can see how that would be helpful. Um, Right. So, I mean, just think of it. So say tomorrow morning, you sign up for a focus mate session at 7 a.m. There's nobody awake and your house is quiet. 
and you mm-hmm. get on there and you say, I'm going to write the about page of my D and D website. That is just right. one little bite sized thing that you can actually do. You get on there and you say that I'm going to write the about page of my, my new website in this 50 minutes. What do you think the outcome is going to be? I mean, if I follow through on it, I'll, I'll have an about page. Um, <laughs> you know, yeah, my, 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 my problem is just, you know, I, I, you know, if I make that plan and then something comes up that's higher priority and I don't, I'm not able to do it or something comes up that, you know, there's, oh, hey, there's this other shiny thing for me to do that appeals more to me at the moment and I get, you know, distracted and then it doesn't happen, you know, and I, I think to your point, you know, if there was somebody going, hey, did you write that about page? Or if I knew somebody was going to be looking at me saying, Hey, did you do that thing? That's going to, you know, incentivize me and, and kind of drive me to actually, you know, making that thing happen. So. Right. Cause I mean like the hardest things for me, Todd is always just taking the first step. And like, I yeah. think it's just the fear of failure. Like what you said, like, is there going to be something that comes up that's more important or more pressing? Like, right. I mean, I think that that holds us back as as people like we want to save money. We want to lose weight. We want to be healthy. We want a promotion like we want all of these things that just seem so big. And, you know, what I'm finding is you have to boil them down to bite size pieces, because if not, you just end up, you know, frustrated or disappointed because you you've you failed or you didn't get to your goal. And so like, that's something that's absolutely changed my life is I will not assign myself tasks that I know I can't do. Like, I can't say I'm going to lose 20 pounds by the end of this month because it's not realistic, but can I wake up and do yoga for 20 minutes and drink a bottle of water? Yeah. 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 Yeah, I can. And you know, at the end of it, like I feel great because I feel like I did what I set out to do. And I just think that we, as, as people like set the bar too high, you know? Yeah. Yeah. No, that's, no, that's, that's, that's true. And, and I think, I think a key thing is sort of recognizing that because, you know, it's, it's good to have big plans and, and, you know, a grand scheme and, you know, hopes for, you know, fantastic results. But if you don't temper those with, you know, some, sense of, of realism and you know realistic goals you you end up sort of setting yourself up for failure and you know i i've found that in, like when it comes to well, let's put it this way when when i was when i turned 40 i'm like okay i don't i i eat like garbage i smoke like a pack and a half of cigarettes a day i i drink you know a two liter of mountain dew every day uh, you know, this is not good. This is not sustainable. I need to, you know, get, get in shape. I need to, need to, to, to lose weight. I need to eat healthier. I need to do all these things. And I, you know, that that's a great plan. Uh, you know, I don't think anyone would argue against that. Um, you know, and I, I, you know, I, I put together this plan. All right, I'm going to, I'm going to eat these things. I'm going to log my food and I'm going to, you know, do these workouts, whatever. And I try, you know, all right, on day X, I'm going to start. And on day X, you know, I do in fact start that, you know, okay, I'm, I'm eating better. I'm cutting back on the do I'm, I'm, I'm working out, whatever, but trying to jump into something full bore like that, just, just guns a blazing 
and then I, I, I hit this, uh, just a little hiccup, you know, there, there's a, you know, a day where, Oh, instead of, you know, eating all my fruits and veggies, I ate, you know, half of a pepperoni pizza. My brain kicks into, well, you already screwed up. You're a failure. Why bother? And, yeah. you know, it, <laughs> you know, and, and it, it, I think a lot of that comes down to, you know, realistic goals, you know, starting off easy and working your way up as opposed to just going in guns a blazing. Um, and I know that I know me personally, that's, that's, that's been one of my sort of downfalls. And it's, you know, it's kind of like you said, like, no, I'm, I'm not going to lose 20 pounds by the end of the month, but you know, if I wake up and, you know, okay, I'm going to do a handful of sit-ups and some push-ups, and just, you know, put maybe two tablespoons less sugar in my coffee. <laughs> that's a step in the right direction. And, you know, eventually I'll work up to all those other things and eventually will lose the 20 pounds. Right. And I, I mean, I don't even think that that's tied directly to ADHD. I think that's just being a human because I mean, I eat one M&M and I'm like, Oh, I messed up my whole diet. I better eat that cheeseburger. <laughs> you know, right, like it doesn't right. make any sense. It, it downright sounds crazy, but that's how, that's how we're wired. And so yeah. you have to retrain the brain I'm finding to say like, no, you, you ate that one M&M, but that's okay. That doesn't mean that all of the 15 days of you doing all these positive things, like they go away. Right. You know? Right. right. No. And, 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 and you're right. It, it is a, it is a retraining because you know, the, your brain's initial reaction is, well, you screwed up. It's, it's all for nothing. You're done here. And you, you got to get yourself into the mind space of, you know, cutting yourself some slack and being like, okay, yeah, this is not the greatest maneuver, but okay, I'm just going to stop eating. You know, if you eat an M&M, you're good. If you then continue to eat the entire bag of M&Ms, that's, you know, that's on you and identifying that, okay, yeah, I screwed up and I can fix this by just not completing, you know, the bag, <laughs> uh, you know, right. that, that's a step in the right direction. So, and yeah. I can I can give you an example of what I'm dealing with right now. So I, as a part of having ADHD, some people have it, some people don't. I'm very impulsive, and so mm -hmm. the thing that I'm most impulsive with is buying things online or like shopping and just buying a bunch of stuff I absolutely don't need. <laughs> right. And right. yeah, like I absolutely need that like little bird figurine. Like <laughs> I am not going to be able to live another day without it. Like that's, that's always been my, my struggle. And so I woke up, you know, the be you know, end of, end of April. And I, I said, you know, what if I can, what if I can trick my brain into, liking to save as much as I like to spend. Um, I get like, I get like a spending high. It's, it's, it's bizarre. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. That, yeah. No, that's, that's, that's real. I, I, I can relate. I mean, for me, it's not, you know, bird figurines or, you know, luxury purses or whatever, but if you put me in a store that has, you know, games available, we have, we have three closets full of games, half of which we've not played just because like, oh, it's a game. It looks cool. I'm buying it. And you no, know, I, I, I absolutely get where you're coming from. Yeah. Yeah. And so like, it, I'm now, I came up with a, like a 30 day no spend challenge for our, our family. And obviously we would die if we didn't spend any money, like we wouldn't have heat or like a house <laughs> or anything. So there right. were things that were not included, obviously, like there's five of us and groceries, like you still need that stuff. But <laughs> right. yeah, like the frivolous things that would normally pop into my head, I would think, you know, I'm going to forget about it if I don't buy it now. So I better get it. 
So instead of doing that, I've, you know, I have a, a to-do list app. It's any do. And I created a miscellaneous shopping list. So every time I want to like impulse buy, I just put it on the list and I'm like, I'll look at it May 1st. And okay. uh, yesterday, and it's actually worked out and get this. So yesterday I, um, I, I totaled up that list and it was $541 worth of stuff. Oh, geez. <laughs> that I would have just impulse purchased. Right. Right. And the reason I'm telling you this is because about halfway through um, the no spend month, I randomly bought my dog. Like my, my dog's been hanging out with me a lot uh, because mm -hmm. I'm working from home. I randomly bought him a dog bed. I'm like, he needs to have this dog bed. And my initial reaction was, ugh. I've like messed up the whole no spend month because I had to buy this darn dog bed right now. And I was like, no, no, like you bought the dog bed, but that's okay. Like start right. again, start again tomorrow. And so I feel like that is just like a, a sign that there's growth happening as a person. Oh yeah. Yeah. No, absolutely. No. And that's, and I think that that's probably one of you know uh, sort of a key item is you know if you're you're working on something and and you never have anything to show for it it, it it it's harder to do that thing but if you start to see you know some progress or some growth or some you know some results it it reinforces hey yeah i'm what i'm doing is 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 worth it it's good and it helps you to you know do those things you know moving forward so you know it's it's not good that you you know failed per se but in failing and recognizing that and then snapping back into going back to the plan. And then you, like you said, you can see, Hey, yeah, I, this, this, this is working. I, I am getting some, you know, some benefit out of this. This is, this is some growth. Um, yeah. I mean, like you look at the bigger win, like I spent $20 on the dog bed, but I saved 541. Right. I guess. Do, do you feel that, you know, since that's happened and you recognized it and, and got back, back on the plan, do, do you feel that in seeing that growth that helped you to stick to the plan moving forward? Absolutely. I mean, like it was just very, very eye opening. And I think it was maybe the first time in my life that like, I didn't like, I, I think of dieting all the time that, you know, I ate the cheeseburger, but the next day I snapped back. You know, right. so I, I think that it, it's creating that that habit and you're going to have bumps along the way. You're going to get distracted. You're going to mess up, but always snapping back to the plan, you know, I think is, is yeah. so important. My counselor calls it relapsing. Like yep. as long as yep. you're growing, you're going to relapse, but you're never going to relapse to the place that you were originally. Yep. Yep. And that's, yeah, as long as you're moving forward, you know. They say, you know, you take you know, two steps forward and, and one step back, you, you know, as long as you take the next two steps forward, you're still ahead of where you were if you weren't doing anything. And, and you know, that I think that's the important sort of takeaway from that sort of thing. So yeah, I agree. Let's 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 take another quick break and hear from uh, another one of your family members peddling <laughs> things on my behalf. And, uh, <laughs> and, and, when we, and then and then we'll come back and, and chat some more. Sound good? Sounds good. And we're back. So, um, so you talked, you talked, you talked a little bit about, you know, focus mate and how that's helped you. Um, are there any other 
sort of things you're doing or, or other changes that you've made since you've been diagnosed that you've found are helpful? Like stuff that maybe other people who are listening who are, who, who may also be ADHD might find helpful for their routines. Cause you said yeah. you've done, you've done a lot of homework. And, oh yeah. You know, I'll, I'll, I'll be honest. I have not like I've, I've gone off of, you know, what, what my therapist has said. And like I said, I've, I've kind of been operating like this for so long. A lot of it is just subconsciously I've learned to deal with things and informed habits that like, I'm not even necessarily conscious that I'm doing them kind of a thing, but you, you've done your homework and, you know, put some stuff into practice. You know, what, what, what kind of things have you, you found to be helpful? Um, probably, um, outside of focus mate, the other big one is, um, bullet journaling. Um, do you know what bullet journaling is? I've heard about bullet journaling and I'll, I'll be honest, um, since the pandemic and with Ella now, you know, home from college and doing, you know, all of her work here at the, at the kitchen table, I'm pretty sure that she bullet journals, uh, like I'm familiar with that it is a thing it is a type of journaling but i don't know much about it can you can you give us a quick breakdown as to what the difference is between you know bullet journaling and just i guess regular journaling because i i you know from time to time will just you know take one of my books and just write stuff down but i i feel like bullet journaling journaling is a lot more um structured there's more of a plan to that than just oh i'm gonna sit down and write you know what i'm thinking what 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 is bullet journaling? Okay, well first let me ask you a question, then I'll tell you about bullet journaling. So think about how you keep track of your life. So a thought hits you, what do you do with that thought? Um I I, I more often than not make a note to myself in some form or fashion. And it it varies wildly depending on where I am and what I'm doing. Um Eric and I and Abby, we, we our sort of to-do list is uh, Habitica, which I don't know how, how much Eric's talked to you about that. I think he and I had a whole podcast about it, but yep, it's like I'm a to-do familiar. list. Like if, it's, if, it's, if it's a quick hitter, I'll go in and add, add something there. If it's like a, a website or something that I'm looking at, I'm like, oh, I want to check that out later. Like, I'll email myself the link. If I'm at work, I've got a notepad. I'll, I'll, I'll jot stuff. Like the ver- various methods of having it happen, but the, the short answer is, you know, I'll make note of it <laughs> is kind of what, what it all kind of boils down to. Okay. So, you know, I've done this time management training and they talk about gathering points that you should really okay. only have six gathering points. So you always know exactly where your things are, but prior okay. to starting a bullet journal, the way my life looked was if I was at work and somebody called me and I needed to drop down a phone number, I'd write it down on a post-it. Or maybe a thought would hit me and I would get on my iPhone and go into notes and I would put it there. Or maybe I'm driving and I think it's something, I'm at a red light, I'm going to send myself a quick email. So I had notes and lists um, everywhere, you know, probably Mm -hmm. a dozen different places. So what a bullet journal essentially does is it helps you to get all of your thoughts in one place. Um, Okay. it's really great for ADHD because it's non-linear. You can stop and start on any page wherever you're at, um, and and that's really helpful 
because like we said, we don't go A to Z. We go A to D to F to, you know, whatever. Right, um, right. So you can use any notebook that you want to start a bullet journal. You can use just a, a you know, 35 cent notebook from Target. You can buy a journal. It doesn't matter. And you start in your journal is, you know, um, totally just blank. Um, the first, they, they're all, they're all the same. So you start with your table of contents and this is what makes it really cool is that, um, so say that I'm creating my meal plan for April and my table of contents, I write down page one, April meal plan. So I always know where to go back to for that April meal plan. Um, you create a basically a, um, a, a calendar for the year, which are just blocks, that when okay. something comes to your mind that's in the future of a wedding in October, you can write it there and know that that thought is safe in your bullet journal without needing to okay. remember where did I put that. Um, but the daily, the daily practice and where bullet comes from is there is a way to... Um, I guess, minimize your thoughts so that it, it reminds your memory where you were going with it without actually having to write down all of the details. So okay. if I wanted to um, just put a, a dash, which just stands for a thought or a note, I could say um, podcast with Todd today, talked about ADHD. It was a really great experience. I could do that. Or I could just do the dash and say, podcast with Todd and then that's going to refresh my memory as to what we um what we actually talked about and so there are there are symbols um that you can create for different things like I create activity trackers I create um different you know I I start every month with a plan and then I plan out you know my days and every morning when I do my bullet um journal I, I it's almost the same every day I start out with the three things that I'm grateful for. So even in a world that's crazy right now, that mm-hmm. starts my day with positive thoughts. Um, okay. And then I choose just the three things that I want to accomplish during the day. No more, no less, because, you know, it, you want to end the day feeling you, like you've achieved something, that you've worked okay. towards okay. something. And if you say, you know, well, I have 20 things on my list today and you don't achieve it, you feel like a failure. But if you right. have three that are doable, you feel good, like you accomplished, um, accomplished something. Um, so that has been a really positive practice um, for me in a, in a nutshell, just to have one place. For everything and I don't need to, to look around where did I put that phone number or what was that website I wanted to look at or how about the book I, I heard about on a podcast that I wanted to read it's all right there no and I, I can definitely see the benefit because like I said my you know my I get an idea and I I make note of it well like I said it's it's either in Habitica or it's in my email or it's in any number of different you know notepads strewn around my various work areas and yeah, you know, I've 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 faced that struggle with like, oh yeah, that thing I wanted to do. Crap, where did I? You know, and you have to you know spend a bunch of time scrambling to find the thing before you can do the thing. And again, with you know sometimes not having the best focus, you know you you get <laughs> you, you you get so 
locked in on trying to find the thing that you burn so much time that you don't can't actually do the thing once you found it. So no, I can definitely see how that's how that would be, you know, beneficial. No, we talked like we talked about seeing a counselor. So I have a collection in my bullet journal that are just thoughts from my counselor so that, you know, in six months I can look back and see what the takeaways were from each Mm -hmm. session that I've that I've had with her. And what's really, really neat and that keeps me going with the bullet journal is that once you've done this practice. For a while, um, you have a you have the story of your life, you know, yeah. because you might not remember two years from now, you know, what we talked about on this podcast today, or you definitely won't remember what you had for dinner. But right. reading through those things will take you back to that point in your life. So I think that that's really cool. Oh yeah, no, I, I'm I'm uh, I'm a big big fan of time travel via memory um because you know if, if you do capture stuff you know in the moment and make note of it you, like you said two years from now you go back and you look at your, your notes and it does sort of transport your brain back to that that point in time uh you know and yeah that's 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 awesome yeah and then Sweet. i think for somebody that always has those ideas bouncing around like it's hard to hard to shut it off but if you have an idea, like for me, my little symbol is just an explanation point. That's an idea. Mm-hmm. So instead of me like saying the idea a thousand times in my head so that I, I won't forget it, I just write it down in my bullet journal. I know that it's always there. It's safe. I can go back to it anytime. And then I can move mm-hmm. on. And so it's, it's helped with focusing as well. Yeah. Well, and there's nothing, there's nothing worse than... You know, you're sitting you're like, oh, I had this great idea for this thing. Crap, what was it? Uh, yeah. And you, you know, and and you just, you know, it's one of those things where it feels like the, the the harder you try to find it, the harder it is to find, kind of a thing. And yeah, writing the stuff down and, and and in a way that you can find it later and track it, you know, <laughs> helps in that situation, uh, you know, immensely. Yeah. Absolutely. So, focus me in the bullet journal have been the the two most impactful things uh, for me in this this personal development journey, you know, and I feel like I am leading a way happier, more for fulfilled um, life of, of peace and and you know I feel like I'm actually moving now versus having my my wheels just spinning all the time. Yeah, no doubt. Let me let me ask you this. Um, because you know, you and I have, have this, this, this thing in common with, with ADHD, you know, um, and it seems to me that some of this stuff would benefit folks, even if they aren't, even if, you know, they're, I'm hesitant to say normal, but you you know what I mean? Like not, not, you know, having that, that condition. Um, do you find yourself like encouraging like Eric or the, or the kids or other people to, to do this stuff as well? Do you think that's or, or have have any of them adopted any of these these sorts of practices as well? And do they find that helpful? Um, yeah. So you know, I obviously have three kids. One of which who is three and toddler, so he doesn't count. But yeah. um, Hunter, once I was um, diagnosed with ADHD and kind of going through the assessment, 
it was clear to me that he also was dealing with the same, um, the same struggles uh, that I right. was. And Lainey is just like Eric, as linear of a thinker as they <laughs> as they come, you know. Right. Um, and so, you know, I've encouraged Hunter to start bullet journaling because, you know, he's. Um, I was reading a book like D- driven by distraction. I could say to Hunter. Like go over to the refrigerator and get a cup of water, and he'd get to the he'd get to the kitchen and have no idea why he's there, or like he would bring back a right. banana, you know. <laughs> um, right. And so during this quarantine, I've encouraged each one of the kids to do it in their own way, but to create a journal with their own um, thoughts. I'm not um, I'm not making them bullet journal, but they both do have. Um, a journal that I think um, is good for them to just put down, you know, how are you feeling today? What are those things that you're um, grateful for? What's made you happy? What's made you frustrated? You know, and so hopefully they'll continue the practice once I'm not Mm -hmm. forcing them to do it. And then they'll have the story of their of their childhood because right now, like I don't, I don't have a, a library of, of books of how my childhood went. You know, I have those, you know, I have some memories, but like there are definitely things that, you know, I don't remember. Oh, and yeah. so I think that, you know, I think it's, it's a gift for, for them if they um, stick with it. And, you know, Eric, his way, is you know he he's a web guy so he has websites and he has blogs and he notes his favorite music and so that's his outlet and way of way of doing things but I'm with you Todd I think that you know these kinds of things can be used for somebody that has ADHD or that just wants to become a better version of themselves yeah no I no I I that's kind of what I figured, and I, I, I would tend to agree. Uh, like I said, there's there's stuff that I do that I find helpful, you know, journaling. Like, I've, I've journaled forever. Um, you know, in in high school, uh, in English class, that was often a component of English classes. You have to have a journal, and you've got to do, you know, X number of journal entries a week, whatever. And at the time, I hated it. I hated English class, which is ironic, considering now I enjoy writing <laughs> and reading and everything. <laughs> but, you know, I- as much as I hated you know, oh, I have to write a journal. Well, you know, and I, you know, me being me, I'm like, well, okay, if I have to write a thing, I'm going to write a thing, but I'm going to write what I want. I'm not, it, it wasn't, it was never going to be a dear diary, here was my day kind no. of thing. It's, I'm, I'm, I'm going to write little short stories or, you know, spin, spin yarns or, you know, whatever. And, you know, I enjoyed it. And there was a group of us that, uh, you know, because we were all in the same boat, we all had to do it. Um, and we, you know, write in ours and we'd swap them around and write in each other's, uh, you know, and that kind of got me into, into writing and into, you know, to a point of confidence and sharing my stuff with other people. Um, and, you know, and once I was out of school, you know, I found that, you know, just by sitting down and writing stuff, even if it isn't your diary style, even if it's just, you know, writing things at random, or sometimes it would be, man, today sucks. And I'm going to, you know, rant about this thing onto a page it's helpful to a get it out of your system in a way that isn't, you know, just accosting a random stranger with a rant. Um, and it's, it's, it's something that, you know, later on down the road, I can flip back and go, Oh man, yeah, that day I was really pissed about this thing. And yeah, you know, and, and I said, I've, I've kept that going 
you know, my whole life in one form or fashion. They say, yeah, as of late, it's been more along Eric's line of, you know, I'll, I'll, I'll do a blog entry, you know, it, but it's the same thing. We're just not using, you know, a pen and paper. We're using, you know, a keyboard. Um, it's just the, another... that, that cleanse, you know, getting it out yeah. of your mind and either mm-hmm. on a blog or in a journal or, or whatever. And, you know, bullet journaling works for me because like anything that's big, I won't do. But if I know some days I'm going to just have my three to-do list items and my three things I'm grateful for, that that's okay. And then some days I might take up three pages of just putting Mm -hmm. down, you know, thoughts. So it's just setting yourself up for for success and doing stuff that's realistic. Cool. Yeah, absolutely. So um, we've been going for a while now and thank you very much this has been very enjoyable and i and i'm sure the listeners appreciate it as well um yeah. be, before we wrap this up uh normally i i ask uh my guests you know is there anything that that they want to plug and we we've kind of already mentioned uh your website you want to you want to talk about that for a quick minute yeah, um, it's it's relatively new, but it's been in, in the, the making for years. Um, I just needed an opportunity to, to get started. Um, so the website is strongfemaleboss.com. Um, my last um, article, just to give you uh, an example of the kind of content that I'm producing, was, you know, five tips to um, stay organized and, and focused. Um, the one just sneak peek that I wrote last night was um, how to save money by doing a spending detox, uh, like we talked about. Um, so it's it's basically for people that want to find the balance in life and get better and to to be present and you know do the things that you want to do. And I'm I'm kind of giving the the how tos of owning your life and taking back the power to make those decisions. Because I say all the time, you know, are, are you running your life or is your life running you? And yeah. so I don't know about you, but I want to be in the driver's seat. So my goal is to show people how to own their lives. Nice. Awesome. Yeah. And I've, I've gone and, and, and read through, like you said, you, you just started recently, which is why I'm able to say I've gone through and I've read everything you've put on there. No, uh, <laughs> <laughs> that is awesome. Uh, well, and I, and I guess, I guess the, the one thing that, that I want to, I want to, you know, sort of add to your description and, and sort of clarify for, for, for the listeners is, you know, the website is strong female boss. Um, but I can I can attest to, you know, the content that you're putting out there, while obviously, you know, it, it comes from your perspective, you know, as as a woman, um, it, the content is not necessarily this is a woman's blog. This is, a you know, for women, because there there's a lot of stuff that you share there that applies to, you know, humans in, in general, like at, when I was reading through it, it, it wasn't, oh, this these these are tips for women. There's no place for me here. There's a lot of good stuff on there. They, it, it, it doesn't matter what, what you know, it, it's just good advice for, you know, people in general. And, and you know, I know uh, sometimes somebody might say, oh, it's got female in the URL. Uh, I'll skip it. Don't 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 do that. Go check it out. Read it. It's it's good stuff. You know, no, ma- no matter what, uh, <laughs> no matter what you've got going on downstairs. Yeah. And I will say I have had I have had a lot of guys. <laughs> 
say to me the same thing. They're like, you know, like, why do you, like, why are you using female in the title? Like, shouldn't it just be like boss, like strong boss or something like that? Um, it just happens to be that I am a female and it is from my right. um, perspective, but really it's just personal um, development. And so I've, I've taken that critique and I, I hear it, um, <laughs> hear it loud and clear because I actually have quite a few uh, guys, regular, you know, readers of, of mm -hmm. my blog and I'm with you, Todd. So don't let the female scare you. Yeah. It's just, yeah. Just, just keep in mind. It's, it's not, I mean, I'm, I'm sure, you know, some of your audience are strong female bosses, but it's more that that's, that's the source is, is it's coming from a strong female boss and it's for everybody. So, you know, just like I said, just wanted to throw that out there and, and you know, in case some listeners, you know, hear that and be like, mm, maybe not, but no, it's, it's good stuff no matter what. And I, I encourage everyone to, to, to check that out. Um, cool. And if, if folks, if folks wanted to, uh, to get with you I, I i can't remember but i i assume they're somewhere on your page where they can they can you know reach out to you email address or twitter handle or something to shoot some love your way yeah absolutely um i'm still in the beginning um stages so obviously you can comment on the website um i'll get an email i just created a uh facebook um page and I think that I decided last night at like 11.51 p.m. <laughs> that I was going to create a uh, Facebook group. So you can find me on Facebook right now. I also have a YouTube channel that I've been uh, putting a couple uh, couple videos out there. So um, I'm working on it slowly but surely, you know, creating the creating the, the strong female boss empire, I guess, digital empire of stuff. <laughs> Nice, nice. Well, well, thanks again, Lauren. I, I appreciate you coming on. It, it's it's a pleasure for me to you know introduce you to my listeners. And uh, again, it's it's been a, it's been a great conversation. Lots of lots of good stuff. And uh, you know, thanks thanks for joining me. All right, sounds good. Have an awesome day. Stay strong. Uh, I I I will do my best to do that. And you know, so thanks to you. Thanks thanks listeners for for joining us today. Uh, and until next time, I, I hope you all have a good one. Thanks for listening to this episode of the Toddcast. If you have comments, questions, or topic ideas that you'd like me to chat about, you can let me know via Twitter at CastTodd or email via ToddCastPodcast at gmail.com. Keep in mind that the Todd portions of those usernames are T-O-D with a single D, even though I spell my actual name with two. If you'd like to leave me a voice message that I can air on the podcast, you can either email me a small audio file or you can use the link in the show notes to leave a message via Anchor. If you've enjoyed this episode, please feel free to share it with your like-minded friends. Perhaps you would consider subscribing, following, or marking this podcast as a favorite if you've not yet done so. And of course, reviews and ratings on Apple Podcasts is appreciated. Again, thank you for listening to the Toddcast. <laughs>